Welcome. You're tuned into the Living in Rhythm podcast, where we wax philosophy and experience in the art and science of living in rhythm. I'm Sister Sunday, and I came here to let my soul shine. It's a lifestyle, you know what I'm saying? Dream big this week because we are waxing towards a total lunar eclipse in the axis of love and power, aka the axis of Taurus and Scorpio. So the sun is now entering its middle phase in the sign of Scorpio. It's been joined with Mercury and Venus, and they'll be coming up on the south node. All the while, the moon is waxing gibbous into a full moon in Taurus. This moon is conjunct Uranus and the North Node, which makes the total lunar eclipse. So we're going to talk about the astronomy of an eclipse. We're going to talk about the astrology of the eclipse. And we're going to highlight a little bit in Mercury and Uranus. We want to highlight these planets and explore the archetypal essence a little bit deeper. The air element, the mind, the mental state, and what these two planets represent as far as really taking us into a higher consciousness and a higher mind, higher mental capacity and mental state. So mm, there's a lot to do. It's a cosmic time as we we wax, wax, wax into this eclipse. So let's tune in a little bit and then we'll get cosmic. Take a nice deep inhale. And as you exhale, ground root into your center of gravity. Feel the consolidation of your energy coming into the center of your your system, of your field. There's not a right or wrong to this. Just observe and feel where the gravity takes you into your center as you root down and into yourself. And take your time. Your timing and your rhythm is the best timing and rhythm. And that's what we want to start to practice as we deepen our core calibration. We want to practice being able to really fine-tune our own rhythmic nature. And then align that with the sun, the moon, and the earth's rhythms. So take a nice deep inhale again in your own timing. And then as you exhale, root a little bit deeper into the earth. And as you continue to breathe in your own rhythmic timing, you're going to spread your roots out across into the earth a little bit deeper into the the space that surrounds you like a big tree with deep roots that spread and branch out. And then as you find that space down and around and below you, start to draw your awareness and your energy into the base of the spine, that root chakra we were talking about. And just feel the energy consolidate and circulate at the base of the spine. See if you can't widen it a little bit deeper. And the wider you go in the base of your pelvis, the more foundation you have for your core. You want to be big, thick, strong trees. (laughs) Solid. Rooted into the earth. Reaching to the sky. And feeling that space that surrounds you. So as you inhale and exhale a little bit deeper, a little bit fuller, start to feel that space that surrounds you. The north the south, the east, the west, tune into the directions and then feel into the earth and the sky, that rootedness and that expansion from the heavens or into the heavens. 
And through that expansion into the heavens, you can start to sense and perceive a little bit more into the diagonals of the field. Just all the spaces in between the four corners and the above and the below. You want to start to spread out in the diagonals. Sometimes I think of it like an X or triangle. And just really spread out a little bit further into your own energetic field from your organized center, rooted, grounded center. And then take one nice deep inhale as you expand a little bit further. Suspend the breath. Inhale a little bit further. And in your own timing, gracefully exhale. Ground and feel your heartbeat pulsing in the center of it all. And allow your breath and your heartbeat to regulate that pulse and that rhythm just to start to ripple into the space that surrounds you. And feel, feel into this. Because as we go cosmic, as we synchronize with the cosmos, we want to be able to keep a strong center, presence in our center, but also really begin to observe the field on a more subtle level. And that is what the Taurus energy is all about. It's the sensory perception that I've been speaking of, for that, that I love talking about um, on a regular basis, <laughs> activating our sensory perception. This is the, this is the Taurus gift. More on that in a little bit. So the full moon total lunar eclipse is taking place on November 8th at 4.02 a.m. Mountain Time. And it, this is going to be able to be seen from North America early morning to moonset, which is sunrise, moonset sunrise on a full moon. And the duration of this eclipse is taking place between 1 a.m. to 6.58 a.m. Mountain Time. So it lasts a little while. And I'm just encouraging everybody to, if you want to check it out, look up and look to the West early morning, November 8th. So that's, it's really powerful that we're culminating, you know, this, this lunar eclipse that's coming up is basically the fullness expression from that, that solar eclipse we had a couple weeks ago, which was the new moon. And so I've, I talk a lot about when I, when I talk about the eclipses, I really hope that you get the idea that these eclipses happen on new moons and full moons. And regardless of what they are, they almost take precedent. They're the, they're like the power moons of the year. And so we had the last cycle was in April and May of 2022. Now we're in October, November of 2022, having this second wave of eclipses taking place in the axis of love and power. So I've been phrasing it the axis of love and power because I feel like this is the focus. When I, when I think of the polarity of Taurus and Scorpio, it's very much about the axis of love and power. And with the nodes in these alignments, I'm taking, you know, with the nodes in these signs, I'm looking to start to, in my own way, look for, like, reevaluate my, the what I love and what I appreciate and my actual values and ethics and belief systems in this time. I'm also looking to see places where I may have given my power away and how I can, imp, you know, power myself back up. We want to take the power back. And start to love ourselves on a higher caliber. This is what this this time of the, is about for me. And so, let's talk about it a little bit. So the axis is taking place in the signs of Taurus and Scorpio. Now the sun is entering its middle phase of Scorpio, which represents power, creative force, sexuality. It's the ultimate creative source and it's a power source rooted in, you know, in our center of gravity. And we, 
if you listen to the previous session, I was talking about the root chakra and that that takes, that is an energetic center that's in the base of the spine. This, this Scorpio energy represents this base. It's base, <laughs> drum and base. It's the foundation of our, of our power and our energy source and our creative capacity. So this is also about fertility and sexuality and our ability to actually create things from what's like what's rooted within, you know? And so when I talk about the Scorpio, I think so much about that root power source, that the root of the spine, the root of the trees, the root of my soul essence, which represents ancestral energy and lineage. It's, it's our roots. It's our foundation and where we come from and where we could potentially be going. It's so magical and so mystical and so powerful. And it's interesting too, because if you think about the way Scorpio has actually been portrayed in, you know, Scorpio season, (laughs) it's, it's, it really is this, it's, it's interesting because I do feel like there's been like, there's a power struggle that's been going on for a long time. There's always one, at least one, I guess, but there's, there's been a, a power struggle as far as like sexuality, but even not just sexuality as in like intercourse, but also like our, our creative, our power, our, when, when you th- Think of like the biggest thing that humans can, you know, the, the biggest thing that any being can do is recreate, you know, is create. And the procreation comes from this essence that's rooted in the root chakra. And I feel like there's so much taboo around uh, our, our self-expression, our like true self-expression. And it has nothing to do with, I mean, it, it can but it doesn't necessarily have to do with our sexuality express expression, but it does have to do with that, that essence, that true soul essence that's in us that comes out when we are in the flow and connected with the divine and connected with life and its potential. And this is really, this is, if you can tell, like it's, it's hard to commute. I mean, for me, it's hard to communicate. But I'm getting braver around this. This is kind of one of the things. I I find that my embodiment studies, my my core calibration, Pilates, yoga, meditation, dance, music, my the my embodiment practices that I do to to be in my physical body and have my physical experience as a human being on this planet, as a woman on this planet right now. You know, I I can see the places where I've like t- toned it down. And out of either weird old habits or ancestral hangings on of guilt and shame. And, you know, it's just like we hide and we cover and we, we mute. And this is kind of one of like the downsides of the scorpionic energy too, is that we can, you know, you can cover and hidden it so much, hide so much, but recognize that it's always going to be released. There's always that potentiality that potentiality will always be released to some, the energy will, has to go somewhere eventually. <laughs> and so we're looking for grace too. We're looking for power and creative force with some grace and some essence of, again, being grounded and rooted and anchored in who we are and where we come from, but also like with that beautiful shine that we all have, our soul shine. You know, it's, it stems from that root. And so, (laughs) you know, we're, we're, we're talking a lot about embodiment, which is important because this is one of the other lessons of this axis of love and power. I feel like in this time we are being called to, to, to be more human, to be in our third, in our physical body, mind, body, spirit on earth, on the earthly plane. If you are here, you're a cosmic human, human woman, you're a human being, you know, you're a light being. And what that means is that you're here to have an experience in the earthly plane. You've got this inner light, this inner shine. And so we want to, we want to cultivate ways that we can really let that, that pulsating light actually, you know, get its, get its shine on and, and, and let it reverberate through the field into the space, into the places where we live. 
And I just, I'm an optimist and I, and I, I just can't help it. And I'm not apologizing for it anymore. (laughs) I just feel like the more of us that are doing this, the more of us that are shining our light, the better off this place is going to be. We need some accountability if you have the energy, you know, and I realize there's a spectrum, not all, you know, it's not always easy to get, to get to these spaces in the beginning, but with practice, trust me, I've done it. You can do it. And I've seen it with lots of different people with lots of different experiences, life experiences that maybe would have, you know, had them, I don't know. You just feel like, I just feel like there's a, there's, we could come up with a million excuses as to why. And I'm kind of at this place, if not now, when, why not? And so back to the embodiment thing, like come, you know, the, the root of the spine, that, that place that's, that's seated at the base of the spine, that coiled spring has so much potential energy and we want to start to activate it in a way where we can just feel our power source. It's within us. When we're connected to the earth and we're connected to the sky, we are tuned in. We can find our center of gravity in the middle of the heart of it all, right? In the center of it all. And then from that place, we get clarity and vision because we're grounded. You can see so much better and hear so much better and feel so much better when you're in this power, when you're rooted in your center of gravity and connected to your true power source. So this is something that I practice on a day-to-day basis. And I'm telling you, it's getting, it gets easier and easier. And you know, it's never done. It's never, ever done. I want to say that too, that it's, this is a lifelong practice and skill set and It's not about getting to a place where I'll never have any of the, you know, bad vibes or whatever. It's more about how I actually can manage these rhythmic waves as they show up. As my friend Deed says, she calls them waves of funk, which I love. That's like her phrasing. It's like these waves of funk can come up. Things can come up and throw us off our balance, but it's about how we are able to reel ourselves, like pivot and regroup and come back to center of gravity find that power source and then begin again, you know, get clarity to begin again. I have that song that I wrote, The Road, and one of my favorite phrases, sometimes I fall, but then I get back up. So practice that. So that's, that's, that's the Scorpio energy. The Taurus energy is so much about love and sensuality and materializing. It's matter and it's a, it's a sensual experience. So it's really cool because we have this sexual creative power source in polarity with love and sensuality and materializing. So these two forces together are powerful. And the thing I want to remind everybody about, I, I spoke about this quite a bit in the Taurus season, during the Taurus season, is that now that we have this Taurus moon coming up, a full moon in Taurus, practice being able to tune into your sensory experiences. As I say so often, the world is really communicating to us. Life is expressing and giving us insight and feedback all the time through our sensory experiences. And so this is through our sight, through our ears, through our smells, through our taste, through our touch, through our intuition, through our inner knowing. And so this is something that I've been really playing with, with the axis of love and power is this, how important the Taurus, in order for me to actually ground, like I talk about the grounding force of the root chakra in Scorpio, but it's also so deep and it can be elusive. Taurus, on the other hand, is right there in your face. It is so matter of fact. It's physical. It's earthly. It's a found. It is like it's something you can hold on to or taste 
or smell or touch. <laughs> it's tangible or visceral. You know, you can have a visceral, tangible experience. It's not really elusive. That's the thing about score about Taurus is that it's like a third dimensional experience. And so when you think about the evolution, I love talking about the evolution of the Zodiac because this is how we get the lessons from each sign. And so you have that spark of life in Aries as it comes to Taurus, like a newborn baby, having the experience of seeing colors for the first time, experiencing new flavors for the first time, hearing new music that you appreciate, feeling fancy fabrics or, you know, like smelling flowers. It's, this is the Taurus experience of really having that sensory, sensual perception heightened. So to have a moon there is exalted. To have a moon in Taurus is powerful because the moon is intuitive. It's that inner space, the subconscious, the inner space, the heart, the inner mothering and nurturing space. And so when we take it in, it becomes like, I'm like rubbing my fingers. If you could see me, I'm like, got my little fingers up. Cause I'm like, it's a, again, it's, you can, it's tangible. It's something I can actually like, I can have an experience with it. I don't have to talk like, that's why I can't have the words for it because it's an experience. The other thing about a Taurus moon is that it becomes really, because the moon is so intuitive that there becomes, I feel like there's an opportunity to really, to be able to capture insights and intuition much more efficiently and in your face and almost like abundantly. Cause I feel like Taurus is also really abundant. It's, it is abundance for sure. And so I feel like it's loud and clear. It's, it's plenty. <laughs> That's a good word for Taurus plenty, you know? And so there's this, again, like how can we, when you put it with the moon, you start to see how we can basically tap into our intuitive sensory perceiving capacity in order to manifest basically that's kind of what i'm i'm stumbling because it's like it's such it's such a catchphrase you know to like manifest in this time like everybody's you know i mean we have the law of attraction i i'm down with all of it it's true there's balance in this in this universe <laughs> and it takes focus mental focus which we'll get to but this mental focus and clarity and being able to just be precise in our presence, in our acuity, that's how we really ground things, you know? And so the Taurus energy with the moon is asking, like, this is manifestation time. Manifestation, this is the way right now. Pla practice visualizing. And so, for example, or practice manifesting. So, for example, I love doing this thing where if, the, and I think this has to do with the Scorpio too, because I got a Scorpio moon this year, by the way, about to change. But it, for my solar return, I got a Scorpio moon. So I got this Scorpionic thing going in my own experience. Taurus, Scorpio, both. I'm like, if I get an insight, so say the phone rings, I try to, like, I'm if I hear it ringing, I try to like feel into and tune into who, what, where, what, you know. I, I try to just basically let myself be more psychic for lack of better words. I'm trying to get my, let myself be more attuned to my senses. And so when something comes up, I'm like, hmm, and I tune in to my senses, which sensory system, which one of my senses is going to communicate to me in this moment and give me insight. And then I just pull it and I'm, tr I'm practicing really trusting that, you know? So this is one of the exercises we'll talk about at the end too, but this is one of the practices I feel like if I could share that with you this week to play with it, to see how you can use your, your sourcing, your power sourcing that's rooted in your, in your true center to start to tune into your sensory perception and, and gather insights. See what, again, see how the world communicates to you. And I just feel like the more we start to trust that, then we know how to, make the right actions, take the right steps that put us in the right place at the right time with the right people and things are flowing and we're living in rhythm. Seen? So 
Okay, so that's the that's the Taurus Scorpio thing. So we got the moon or the sun is in Scorpio and it it's been traveling with Venus. Venus is kind of moving along now. It's a little bit ahead of the game, but for this eclipse on November 8th, we got the sun conjuncting Mercury. Mercury is going to be at 15 degrees and the sun will be at 16 degrees. The south node will be at 13 degrees, all in the sign of Scorpio. And so it really highlights the sun highlighting Mercury. And Mercury represents, we'll talk a little bit more about it, but Mercury is our expression. It's our communication, our expression, the messaging. So a lot of what I was just talking about, it's also coming from a thought process. So it has to do with with really thinking things ahead as far as gathering like with a with a sun and in with a sun conjuncting mercury we basically have this highlight and almost like a focal point like you know it shines a light on the way the way we communicate so I just would I've been encouraging, I made a recommendation last week at the end of the sesh or during the last sesh that it would be a great practice to observe the way you speak. But I was talking in, in terms of like speaking with love and compassion and like from the heart. Another way of thinking about this with the South node is to see how, because the South node is there in Scorpio with, with Mercury, how you can say less and listen more. So it's less about output of communication and more about letting go. Like, do I need to say that? I also do it in writing when I'm writing, I try to use less words. Do I need that many words in this one sentence? Is there a way I can, I can be more succinct in this communication? What can I let go of and leave out? South node. Cool, huh? And it also has to do with, because it's our power sourcing and our roots and the mystic, magical energy of Scorpio, that creative force of Scorpio, it's maybe letting that communication come through in, in new ways or just, you know, maybe surrendering. The best way I could say it is in myself, what I'm practicing right now is, is the speaking how I'm doing the word sound power practice. It's what I call it. And that's really being as clear as I can with my word choices and recognizing that words create words are spells. Words spell out things. Spells are rooted from sentences. And I just want to create positive language. I want to, if I'm going to speak, I want to be as intentional and succinct and empowering as I can. So words sound power. That's the, that's the mantra for me. And so that's the, the solar, that's the sun's part of this store of this eclipse. The moon is exactly opposite the sun on the eclipse. It will be in the sign of Taurus, right? So we talked about the sun or the moon in Taurus. It's also conjuncting Uranus. And so the moon and the sun or the moon and Uranus are both at 16 degrees Taurus. The north node is 13 degrees Taurus. So three degrees off from being exact, exact, but that's close. And but the exact moon conjunct exact Uranus is really interesting too because. Uranus is the higher octave of Mercury, which speaks to a higher thinking, higher caliber of thought processing. It actually is like the Intel processor, (laughs) you know, it's an intelligent processing and it's also highly unique and abstract. It's revolutionary and spontaneous and electric. So it's lighting up like the sun is lighting up our communication the Uranus energy is lighting up our intuition in that all in the sign of Taurus. Again, there's light and energy being reflected around our capacity to really see the way experience 
have a sensory experience of, of the way the world and life communicates to us through our senses. And so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. And sometimes I actually even describe Uranus as the lightning bolt. It, it really brings that, that energy. It's, it's electric and it's spontaneous. Now, the cool thing about this one is that it's conjunct the North node. So we talked about during the mystic revelation session, that was the solar eclipse. It was a solar eclipse in a new moon in the sign of Scorpio. Two weeks later, we are here having a North node total lunar eclipse. So on full moons, they're lunar eclipses. And in this one being in Taurus is conjuncting that North node, which is the head of the dragon. On that new moon, we are talking about the tail of the dragon in Scorpio. And we are talking, I was suggesting this, the deepest surrender, like South node is the deepest surrender. What can we let go of? How can we shed layers and evolve? These are evolutionary pathways. When we talk eclipses, the North node is like a North star. It isn't the exact North star, but it is like an energetic North star guiding us towards how to apply and work our energy for the time. So in our natal charts, we have an eclipse or we have a North and South node, but we also have then the collective what's happening right now. And so you might have your North node in Taurus, or maybe you have your North node in Scorpio. That's interesting. So some of us that I'm, I'm one of those folks, we're having a nodal flip. I talked about this in my, in my workshop. If you, if you took that workshop, then you re might remember I broke down the charts. These are, I'm going to give you some more insight into how you can apply this here in a moment to your chart. But what I, I just want you to recognize though, that with the North nodes, this is the thing I've been finding so much. I find a lot of comfort in, in, understanding and recognizing these nodes as evolutionary paths. These evolutionary pathways help direct us and guide us how to let go, what kind of things and parts of ourselves we can let evolve. That's part of the letting go is actually letting it evolve. And then what kind of steps and inspirations and leads we can get as to where we're going in our evolutionary path. And the North Node in Taurus is asking us to heighten our awareness around our sensory perceptions. How can we practice materializing in the third dimension, really grounding in the earthly realm on earth, those things that we are envisioning and experiencing through our senses? And what's really cool is that there's a lot of us that have been practicing different various forms of art, creative self-expression, healing, whatever it is that you like to do. If you've been nurturing yourself and really cultivating a practice in this way, this is a fantastic time to start to really push towards a new level of embodying these skill sets to see how, how we might be able to create new things that will help evolve uh, our humanity or at least evolve ourselves in you know, our own personal way, which is fabulous too. You know, there's varying degrees. I do want to say, as I've said many times, and I will continue to remind all of, all of us calling all artists, these are the days for creativity. This, this tapping back into our sensory perceptions and, and can, you know, heightening those, those connections and our ability to communicate and, and think and process on these heightened levels is going to help us download and access creative things that we don't, we can't even comprehend in this moment. It's, it's beyond all, all of us. And so it's, this is the Aquarian dawn. You might be the next Leonardo da Vinci. You might be the next Leonardo DiCaprio. <laughs> no, you might be the next Michelangelo, the next Nostradamus, the next you know, I, you might be the next Einstein. There are, you might be the next Eleanor Roosevelt, Maya Angelou. Now I'm dropping names. 
You know, but really like the re- think of all the revolutionary people, the people that come through and with their creative expressions and their creative thinking and higher thinking changed, made changes in the world. Now it can be as big as that, or it can be just the big changes that you want to have in your own life and for your own, your own circle, your family, your community, your friends, you know, um, this is a t- big healing times and also times for us to strive and thrive, like go big, dream big. Like I said, at the beginning of the sesh dream so big. Okay. So that's the astrology of the eclipse. I want to talk about the astronomy of it in a second, but the last thing I want to say is I just want to bring a little bit more insight into Mercury and Uranus. So the Mercury is basically all about the mind and all about messaging and expressing. It is representative of the her of Hermes, which was who was in Greek mythology, the messenger of the gods, the messenger of alchemy, astrology, theosophy, its communication and expression on a high level, high mental capacity, messaging for the gods, not just for anybody, for the gods, <laughs> you know, so higher, that's, that's pretty deep. And the other thing I want to say about Mercury is that it, we will get back into the hermetic principles. I mean, we're always in them, but we're, we'll talk about them a little bit deeper, but this Hermes Trismegistus is representative of Hermes, the Greek god, the messenger as well. Hermes Trismegistus was one of the ancient philosophers, magicians, healers, their thinkers and um, of, of ancient times. And this is where a lot of these esoteric ideas come from that I study is through the, <clears throat> through the Hermetics philosophy. And Mercury really represents the origins of that. And so I think so much about the way, like, I feel like this is, Mer- the Mercury is conjunct the sun and the south node at this eclipse. And so Mercury is at, like I, like I said earlier, I feel like it's a really potent time to be contemplating on a higher level and listening a little bit more, seeing if we can be more open-minded through observing and listening. And then that's where the Taurus energy comes in because we're getting that sensory perception. The sensuality is helping feed our creative force from the Scorpio energy. So this on in the Taurus with conjuncting the moon on this eclipse, we have Uranus at 16 degrees. Uranus is all about the sky. It's all about heavens is the Greek God, the ruler of the universe actually ruled the universe until his son, Kronos, AKA Saturn came through and dethroned him, castrated him and dethroned him. That's a whole nother story. Greek mythology. Uranus, though, does rule the sky. It's the masculine force as Earth is the feminine force. The the sky and the heavens is very much representative of, again, higher mind, higher thinking, broadness, expansiveness. This is this leads way for creative freedom and almost to the point of where it goes beyond and into the places where it begets, becomes abstract or so unique that it's revolutionary or potentially seen as rebellious. These are key words for, for the sign of Uranus or for the planet Uranus. Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius. So it kind of leads us into that Aquarian dawn energy again. This is humanitarian. This is recognizing our uniqueness within the collective and still honoring the collective at the same time as we honor ourselves. And so Uranus being that higher mind, it's a higher octave of Mercury. It brings forth this next, next level of like if Mercury was your PhD, so to speak, or Mercury was your master's, then Uranus could be the PhD. It's the next level of like taking it to the very edge of I've thought this through, you know, it's the, it's taking it to out of bounds. And so with that intuition, with that 
connection to the moon and the north node. Tremendous insights and intuitive feedback, sensory feedback is available in this time. And it could just lead us or you or me individually into a heightened sense of how to maneuver in the future, how to maximize our time here on this planet. Big dreams, big ideas can be cultivated right now. So plant your seeds, roots, you know, stretch your roots a little bit deeper, spread them out, get super solid in your foundation and in your broadness in your field. So you can take on more energy. You can take on more freedom and creative capacity. So, I mean, it's just going to set you up for the future. Regardless of whatever it is that you're doing, like I said, this, it could be that you're, you're working on small, you know, could be big projects, could be small projects. The thing about right now is that just like if, if you're feeling rooted and centered and you're enjoying it, you're feeling that power source, creative force from the center of you, the heart beating and pulsing from the center of it all out. Like if it's giving you life, then it's doing it. It's worth it, you know? And so whether it be small or large, that's the thing. It doesn't matter. Just if it feel, if it's, if it's serving that higher caliber of like your soul's evolution, you know, if it's holding a higher mental capacity and a higher caliber of love and creativity, then, you know, you're on the yellow brick road. (laughs) Ease on down the road. (laughs) Okay. So that's the astrology of the total lunar eclipse. But I want to talk before we head out with I want to talk about the astronomy of it because just get this, the moon and the sun have this beautiful dance once a month where they are on the same side of the earth for a new moon and then they're off, they're at a right angle, which is a half moon and then they're opposite, which is a full moon on opposite sides of the earth. They hit the other right angle today at the other half moon back towards the new. So this cycle repeats over and over and over again, right? This cycle of waxing and waning. So we had the solar eclipse on the new moon that waxed us to now. And so now we're waxing full to make a lunar eclipse. And what makes the eclipses so powerful is that they are basically the alignment. We have the, you know, we have this, we have this cycle that happens once a month, but every six months we have a moment where the sun, the moon, and the earth are all in perfect alignment with each other. Now, whether it's, if it's going to be total or not is what really affects that exactness, but just even being close to the nodes makes it pretty, you know, it makes it an eclipse. And so what's happening is it's exact total. When it's a total lunar eclipse, that means there's the sun, the earth in the middle and the moon on the other side, all in an exact alignment. And it's so mystic that from earth's perspective, We can look at the moon and actually see the sun's light reflected on the moon until during that eclipse where the earth comes exactly between the moon and the sun. And so then the earth's shadow is then cast on the moon and it makes like an, they're all exact. (laughs) And I don't know if you saw that total solar eclipse that occurred in 2017. If you've seen or experienced a total solar eclipse and just even a little bit of it. If you weren't under, doesn't matter if you were exactly under it, but if you have been under, if you've been, if you've witnessed it, then you know what I'm talking about. That's the moment where the sun, the moon, and the earth are all in an alignment, a perfect alignment. So that was a solar eclipse actually in 2017. Just in back in May, we had a total lunar eclipse. And that was gorgeous. We're back at it again, six months later. So you could even reflect six months ago, what was, you know, what was happening? Cause you you're, we're coming full circle right now. So when you look to the moon set on the morning, late, 
late night, early morning, right? Late night, the 7th, early morning on the 8th of November, you'll be able to witness this beautiful event where the earth's shadow is then cast on the moon, covering the, the moon's light, the moon's full moon light for a little while, and it comes back. And what's so cool about it is when you witness it, you know, they say, and you know, they say not to stand under the moon, these eclipses and witness them, but I, I, I look, <laughs> I don't hang out under it all night, but I look, I think it's neat because what happens is, is you'll actually see a, an ex, you'll see in one lunar eclipse, we actually experience a complete moon cycle. It's powerful. You'll actually see the moon phase through its cycle from a full moon wanes to the new moon back towards a full moon in an eclipse from the earth's shadow making that making that that shade i mean it just blows my mind I know, this is the stuff i'm like <laughs> it's so cosmic <laughs> so you want to align with it okay so my final note for you this is the living in rhythm application and synthesis of what we're talking about, AKA homework. (laughs) So living in rhythm application and synthesis is you want to look to your chart. If you have access to your chart, you can always download one for free on the internet. But if you look at your chart, you want to look for if you have anything between the degrees of let's say nine or so to about 20. But if it's 16 or 13, you know, 13, 16 exact in the signs of Taurus, Scorpio, Aquarius, or Leo, these are, if you have any planet in this, in these signs at these degrees, then this eclipse is creating a little bit of oppositional or 90 degree friction for you, which is really just energy to help push you forward. So it's speaking to you more so than it would be maybe anybody else that doesn't have that in their chart. Okay. So that's a square or an opposition. If you have, if you have those and it's just like action point, they're, they're action steps. So if you see that, just like, if you have anything in those signs, just look for where you're being kind of nudged in your life. And if you want to, obviously, if you ever want to book a reading for more insights, I'm here for you. And so if you have Anything in those degrees between, let's say, 9 to 20 degrees in the sign of Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn, that's making an Earth trine to this eclipse. Or if you have anything in the sign of Scorpio, Pisces, and Cancer, that's making a water trine to this eclipse. Trines happen to be more fluid energy. Things flow a little bit more, a little more creative freedom and fluidity. And so you can kind of feel not where you're being nudged, but where things are feeling easy. And potentially again, like try not to get, so the whole thing is, is like when you, how you apply what you know with this cosmic synchronization is that you look for where you're being, if it's hitting your chart, you'll know for sure specifically, but you're looking to see where, where am I being pushed or where am I being kind of guided or where are things flowing and how then can I maximize this little window of manifestation to build? You know, we're, we're looking to build now. I didn't even talk about how Saturn is squaring this thing, but the, this <laughs> eclipse, but I've been talking about it for months because it's been going on since, you know, since the last eclipse. We're building a new foundation. We're looking to to really heighten our our creative expression, but also our sense of foundation and groundedness so that we can be really rooted on earth while we're being so creative and and building and manifesting all kinds of new and new and amazing things that we can barely grok right now. (laughs) So, okay. So there's, that's the, that's how you apply it to your chart. And again, if you need more help or personal insight on that, I'm here for you. Just reach out, book a sesh. 
The other thing is that uh, you want to practice this. I had mentioned it earlier, but I've been doing these thought and expression experiments, sort of building off of Einstein's thought experiments, where you just like go for the full visualization and embodiment, just energetic embodiment of how would I, what would I, if I was to, you know, so <laughs> uh, the, the things that I'm thinking about right now, this is, it goes back to that higher mind and higher expression of Mercury and Uranus. So we're really being, I, I'm practicing holding a higher caliber of love, a higher caliber of mind, and a higher caliber of self-empowerment. It's the axis of love and power and power. So I want to hold a higher caliber of love, power, and creative expression from that balanced place of love and power. How in the heck am I doing this? Well, I'm again, observing the way and the vibrations and the energies around my communication, not just my ex output communication, but my input, my receiving, listening, I'm listening with my senses, my whole body, my whole sensory experience. And so I'm doing that. And so th that's a lot right there, just playing with that. And then the thing that I just want to bring up is if at any point you feel like you are, you know, you start to go down the road of where it starts to maybe lose energy or bring you down emotionally or mentally, this is where we practice the last little exercises, practice the 17 second game that I got from my friend Jericho, which is really just about give yourself 17 seconds to pivot. And I kind of relate this to, okay, so I'm right here in this thought process or in this mental intrigue that's bringing me down. How can I back up just even a step? If you can't just fully turn, <laughs> if you have enough energy to turn, that's awesome. Practice that. Sometimes the energy is not there. So you have to just take baby steps. One breath, one thought, one step, one day at a time, right? So it's just practicing the 17 seconds and really getting good at being able to shift and pivot and, you know, up level my energy as much as I can. Because we want to stay uplifted, elevate ourselves, elevate others in this time, right? So dream big. And then wake up in your dreams. You can do anything there. <laughs> That's a widespread panic quote. Uh, okay, so yeah, seriously though, dream big, y'all. It's a beautiful time to create and express yourself and, you know, just have fun in your in your sourcing your power and tuning into the way the world is communicating to you through your senses. Yeah, elevate your sensory experience with a higher caliber of love, a higher caliber of mind, and let your soul shine. <laughs> All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm so grateful for you. I got lots of love and respect. If you want to book a session, hit me up on the website. Take good care. Stay blessed. All right, y'all. Peace.